0: Welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast, straight talking ideas to grow your business.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Simplified Marketing Podcast, Grow Your Trade, the show that aims to help you grow your business. Um, of course, you can listen to us on iTunes and Google Podcasts and take a look at the website, marketingsimplified.co.uk. As always, my name is John Lawley, and I'm your web wizard.
0: And I'm Georgia, and I'm your brand guardian.
1: Now, it's a little bit of a change to the format today, and George is looking a little bit nervous, um, a little bit sweaty. But obviously, this is just audio, so you can't see it. Thank God. <laughs> you just have to imagine that picture. That, that, that uh, this podcast is all about branding. So we've got 20 um, questions, which our audience have kindly emailed in, and we're going to be putting these questions to... Our brand expert Georgia. So Georgia, are you ready for this?
0: Um, ready as I'll ever be, John.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay then. Right, the first question was: um, ideal customers. What are they?
0: It's the people and jobs that you want to work for and service in your business.
1: And why? Why? Why do you need ideal ideal customers or ideal clients?
0: Because if you don't have an ideal client, you're kind of just winging it, and you're going to be doing work for people that you maybe don't enjoy working with people, the kind of people that maybe don't understand the value in what you do and the day-to-day of your business life is not going to be exciting it's not going to be profitable it's not going to be enjoyable and having an ideal client helps you do all of that really
1: and you to have a process i suppose to be able to help different people because you're just attracting anyone
0: yes absolutely you put a process in place because by working out your ideal client you work out Um, their age, their gender where they live, what their job title is how they like to be communicated to what social media platforms they're on where they hang out in their spare time and all those pieces of information help you understand where you need to be marketing and how you need to be doing that to attract those people
1: Brilliant, okay, good answer So, right, okay (laughs) (laughs) It's not going to be that bad Um, It's going to get harder from here now (laughs) exponentially harder from here on in okay so why why should a brand be aiming to solve a problem or solve pain points what's the point in doing that
0: so the point in doing that is let's take an example of a plumber okay and i need um there's a leak in my home and i need um some plumbing help now i could call up any plumber right um and there's, there's a million different plumbers in the world that we could go on to yell.com or we could find them on Google, but all different plumbers actually cater for different types of work. I might be calling a plumber that actually um, only specializes in commercial work and I waste time on the phone trying to get them around my house. And actually, they don't even service and cater to the problems that I have. So if you as a business are really clear in your offering and the problems you can solve for clients. It actually makes it easier for us. It's all about us, knowing um, that you can help us with our problems and um, we can identify that in all your marketing, your websites, your brands, your vehicles, your print, um, quickly and efficiently so that you
1: get those phone calls. So basically, don't bother with I'm a plumber for all your toilet needs or for all your plumbing needs.
0: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I, I knew a plumber once and um, well actually he specialized in gas which obviously as we know not all plumbing companies specialize in gas you need to be obviously gas safe registered but his whole brand and slogan was i love boilers he even had caps made for him and his staff with i love boilers on the top and it's fantastic because whenever we thought of boilers we thought of him like whether it was for our homes or rentals he was the first person that we thought of because of how he would positioned his brand as the kind of work in his plumbing and gas business that that he could help, help us with.
1: That is brilliant. And actually leads me on to the third question that came in. So does your brand need to have a personality? I think it's super
0: important because we buy from people and brands are like a small reflection of us as people when we're not there to advertise ourselves and talk about ourselves. And if you have a... Strong personality, and um, if you have a strong company ethic as well and a mission in, in terms of how you want to service people, that comes across in your brand and we can enjoy your brand, whether from a, a humorous point of view, which is what I kind of do in my business, or whether from a very trustworthy standpoint, which is what I'm always trying to en- encourage our trades to do as well. We bite into that because we can um, resonate with it and we know that this is the kind of groups of people we want to work with. So. Brands and personalities can certainly like go hand in hand, definitely. And there's all the funnies as well, especially if you're a creative agency, finding the personality <laughs> of the business owner and the team and like bringing that through the brand, it can be a right hoot. <laughs> yeah.
1: Who, who'd have ever thought that someone would use a meerkat to advertise their business? I suppose that like ultra personality. There we go. That's in that case,
0: classic example.
1: The next, next question is, I, I keep getting told about my competition. Do I need to bother about what my competition is doing? <laughs>
0: Here is the reason why you do not need to worry what your competition is doing. There are two builders. They both live in North London. They both are building companies. But actually, they both have completely different ideal clients. One caters for the lower end. They have loft conversions as a main part of their business, and they actually quite templated lofts that they offer. Another building company also offers lofts, but they only do bespoke to really high-end clients in North London. Two um, companies, they both offer similar, same service, but their ideal client is completely different. So if you're watching what the other person is doing and you start doing what they do, you're not attracting the people that you want and that your business has been um, systemized and geared up to to service. So don't pay attention to your competition. Focus on you, focus on your ideal client and focus on delivering the best service as possible to solve your client's problems.
1: Amazing. That's a brilliant answer. I think it
0: is. You'd almost think I'd rehearsed
1: it. <laughs> I, almost. Oh, that was yeah. Listeners, nothing has been rehearsed. This is all off the cuff. This is as you'd find, Georgia, on the street. Oh, I think hmm. I'm doing quite Absolutely. well. Absolutely. I think you're doing brilliant. <laughs> Next question. Um, does your brand need to make your... Co- me- Sorry, I'll rephrase this. Does your brand need to make your clients feel anything?
0: that's the whole point of brands that's what we buy into if i look at how much money over the years i have spent on apple mac (laughs) like i could use a pc i could use a pc for my design and branding business um but i don't do i i I have three machines like i buy mac for my team which are the most ridiculously expensive um machines on the market for what i do but why do i buy them because the brand is beautiful, it, it is being catered to work exactly for people like me. All the software, how the system uh, looks on screen. So I spend more because I trust this brand and because it works for my exact pain points. Um, so, yes, it is super important that um, brands. Oh, I've still forgotten what the question was. I've
1: just been waffling, so I got so excited about my axe.
0: What was the question again? <laughs> <laughs>
1: The question was more about, does your brand need to make people feel, or your clients feel things, which I think you've answered very well. Yeah, it does.
0: I feel passionately about my Apple Macs because they work exactly how I want them to for my business. So I spend more on them because they make me feel confident in my yeah. business. I can deliver what I need to for myself and for my clients. So um, yeah,
1: absolutely. So I suppose as well, you've touched on this before, but the next couple of questions were basically, does your brand need to stand you out or make you different and um does your brand need to inspire trust i suppose you've answered those already as yes pretty much but i don't know if you want to
0: definitely expand i think for most industries i talk a lot about the trades industry because i work a lot for them and that industry there's a massive pain point for trades with the no like trust factor you know the cowboys trade stereotype we have all that to eliminate but then even if you look at the legal industries and the financial industries, and you know, where they're really high risk. We're giving people our money to look after. We're giving people our lives to manage through uh, legal cases, etc. There's, I, I guess, find me an industry that doesn't require a huge amount of trust, whether it's mental, whether it's financial. Um, so your brand needs to be positioned in a way to start eliminating that no-like trust factor issue from the off. And brand is a big way to do that because you can't be everywhere. You can't be one-on-one speaking to every single person if you want to grow your business. Your business brand is going to be representing you on your behalf, whether that's on a some hoarding, whether that is on a website. Um, so you need to be taking lots of little steps to work towards building trust before they even get on the phone or, or strike up an email with you so he, and it helps the conversion doesn't no, it oh
1: completely yeah no. i'll do definitely with that um the, the next question is obviously from someone who's been a bit bored of, of listening to people like you and me for quite some time but, <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> yeah it could have been it could have been it's probably his insider question um does my brand need to or do i need to bother with the backstory do i need to have a story
0: You know what, there's a lot of talk around this over the last few years, and especially with social media, uh, if your business is going to be on there and you're going to be using it as part of your strategy, and you should always be thinking about using it as part of your strategy if your ideal clients are on there, not just because you fancy a bit of TikTok uh, (laughs) on the occasional evening because you're bored. Um, But if we look at social media, it's changed marketing as a whole massively over the last decade and we want to see what goes on behind the scenes we want to see the people and whereas like with our website tends to be a bit more polished yes we have our blog section which can be a bit more sketchbook I like to see social media as our business sketchbook and that's where people get to see us behind the scenes and that's where they can hear the stories about you know what I started in the industry this amount of years ago and my goodness I've made this mistake and this mistake and this is how I've got to here or here's our new apprentice he's just come out of college you know, Dan, tell us what made you decide to want to become a plumber. You know, and we're hearing people and their stories and it adds to your brand. And again, you always have to be conscious of how you're executing these. And um, You still need to be, become a cross-professional. And if your business mission statements are about trust and loyalty and quality, all that still needs to come across with what you're doing. But we're all human beings and we love a story. I mean, don't get me wrong, we don't want war and peace, but lots of bite-sized little snippets where we get to learn about the business and the people behind it, it sparks our interest and it plants that seed to be memorable for the future when we are ready to buy for that website, for um, our rewire at home, for our gardening. And that's what makes us memorable because we can relate to stories that other people tell us.
1: Brilliant. Okay. So the next question is, and I love this one from... uh, (laughs) I think you're going to quite enjoy this next one. Um okay, should I, I get this a lot from from certain okay. industries, and I wonder if you do as well, but um I, I'm, I, I, the, the question is basically, I can't think of what a brand should be, so should I just take something that's my favorite, I don't know, my favorite car brand or my favorite football team and just basically use theirs, but for me. <laughs>
0: only like change the colours and then change the name yeah so instead of ferrari <laughs> we just we nick we nick the emblem or we change it to john's web designs. yeah okay. Okay. that's yeah. really
1: cool man
0: i want it on my van <laughs> yeah. well again this comes all the way back round, and I, I almost get tired of saying it but i love saying it all comes back down to that ideal client again yes it's important that our business brand has has a bit of reflection of us our personality how we like to run our show like Uh, How that there's a team that we have behind us. But if that is completely not in alignment with the people we want to service and target, then it's completely wrong. Um, I see it a lot. I've seen um, some businesses who are trying to help other trades, for example, and I look at their brand and they look like blue chip corporate companies, which can scare off certain trades and construction companies because they liked it. They liked how that looked. And well, this is what we're going to do. But actually, when then I've spoken to the who they want their ideal clients, they're like, no, they don't look like they're for us. Like they, they look like there's some, you know, mayfair based kind of big office that deals with legal people. So the brand is putting people off. So uh, it's good to remember that we're not designing sports just for us. We're designing for your clients. So welcome to the life of a designer. and <laughs> has to try and balance those those two guys, like yeah welcome to my life
1: (laughs) all the time and the next question is do um, do i need to have a font or a typeface and colors ready when i go and speak to a designer about my brand
0: oh my goodness no that's our job leave it with us put your feet up grab a cup of tea don't even worry about that because again we'll be looking at your ideal client and again it comes back to if, if we're If you tell me that your ideal client is someone really um, affluent and high-end, they live in a beautiful part of London, they've got maybe a financial job, Um, they're used to seeing things um, very clear-cut, very beautiful, maybe like interior designers for example, like I'd want to be choosing certain font types that I know interior designers would love, it's going to be legible but there's going to be something really detailed about it, sorry if it's getting a bit fluffy here. But if you then walk up to me and say, you oh, I really like comic sans, like she's awesome, and I, and I want to <laughs> get in with like high-end interior designers, I'm probably thinking no. So leave that with your design mm. team, because that's part of the process. Once they create you, your logo and your brand, kind of then we, we, we kind of look at the fonts and color schemes um, within that too. But actually, when I design a logo, I always sit and my design in black and white first. No color gets added because I need to make sure it can work monochrome. It can work then on on top of different things. It's got diversity. And then I add the color. If it doesn't work in black and white, it's not going to work in the future for every single kind of um, component it needs to sit on in terms of photography, videos. So that's my process. And so color comes later on.
1: Wow. There you go. That's a top <laughs> tip to be thinking about. And um, the final question, this hasn't made it quite to 20 because I have wicked a few down, <laughs> but this is the final question. <laughs> um, do you need to have a brand voice, which is interesting? Does your, does your brand have a certain voice to communicate with?
0: Well, this is where I think maybe people get confused and it's part of my job and, and many conversations I have is people think brand is just your logo and, and the design. The, the colors and the fonts and stuff that gets slapped on the side of a van at the top of the website or on a business card. Actually, brand is so much more than that. It's the fact that you iron your, your polo tops before you go out on site, how you answer a phone, how your team answer the phone, like all these tiny little um, parts that everything you do in your business and for your business is part of your brand. So having a voice actually um, is another part of your brand that's really important. In my business, I like to have fun so day to day. I like to not make the process of branding for my trades like migraine still in and oh my god what the holy hell so my brand voice when i go online even when i'm writing my own website now quite jovial, like it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek because i know that i want to have fun in my business and i want my clients to have fun with this process too and that's part of my brand voice i'm not super super serious if my ideal client was perhaps um legal firm. Would I be able to be as tongue-in-cheek and everything? Would I be putting them off? They might think that I'm a bit of a false business, to be honest, but because they wouldn't resonate with that, and that would not be right for that ideal client. So creating a voice around what you stand for and still making sure it's professional and not too risque because you've got to think about not be offending people. But, yeah, absolutely. It all adds to your brand, and the more levels you have in your brand, your voice, your messaging, your design – it all comes together. And those are the businesses that just like go completely like that because everything they're doing is singing some phone in Sheep. I
1: love it. I love it. Brilliant. Thank you very much, Georgia. You survived. Woo! If you feel that you have any more questions for Georgia or indeed for me or Andrew, then you can email them in at hello at marketingsimplified.co.uk. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes. Thanks very much for listening. Um, We'll see you next time.
0: That's all for this time. But don't worry, we'll be back with more soon. Stay tuned for new episodes at marketingsimplified.co.uk.